What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls play possibly their last summer league game today, depending on if they make the playoff, the summer league playoffs. We're going to talk about that game and what to look for in potentially the Bulls' last summer league game. We're going to also ask, is Patrick Williams even going to be the starting power forward this season? And we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But let's go ahead and jump into the content for today. So first up, the Chicago Bulls play another summer league game day at 3 p.m. We'll be live shortly there after the game. I know it's in the middle of the day, so if you guys can join, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button to get notified when we go live. But with that said, what are we looking for from the Bulls remaining in the last summer league game? There are still some questions out there. Can Dalen Terry have a better shooting performance, right? Even though it's not his role is not to shoot. He's even, he's even said it. He's there to get reps up. That's what Summer League is for him. But it would be nice to see Dalen Terry shoot the ball a little bit better. He's displayed some solid passing, especially in transition. The defense has been good. Block shots, rebounds, getting steals. Everything else in Dalen Terry's game has been displayed so far in Summer League. It would just be nice to have a game before we ended of Dalen Terry being able to shoot the ball efficiently. Now, I'm not one of the Bulls fans that, you know, you have some Bulls fans in the contingent there that say, oh, well, Dalen's clearly a bust, right? Not that at all. It's way too early. He hasn't played enough NBA games. He hasn't gotten enough reps up in general, and he's still extremely young, just turning 21 yesterday before we can say anybody's a bust. But it would be nice to just have a, have a game of Dalen Terry going off. Just as a Bulls fan, as a fan of him, as somebody who, you know, wants to see a little bit of the pressure from the fan base come off his back a little bit. Not that he's worried about it. It doesn't matter. Um, it would be nice to see Dalen Terry have a game of going off. But outside of just that with Dalen Terry, we have Julian Phillips in this game who just signed his uh, rookie contract for four years um, with the last year being an option in $5 million, over $5 million guaranteed. Shout out to that young fella for getting that contract. And we'll see what that means for the Chicago Bulls. And if they, the Bulls have made a long-term investment in his future. In the video that I dropped yesterday, I really talked about that, right? That was a that was a long-term investment. Basically, the Chicago Bulls saying, listen, if you do hit for us, we don't want to get into a situation like we're in now with Io DeSumo, right? Now, is there a potential? And I, this is just, I don't think this, but is there a potential? It could be like Marco, where we have him here for a handful of years, and then we don't end up getting any. Yeah, that potential is always there, especially with second-round picks. But Julian Phillips, this team seems confident in Julian Phillips. And as I've talked about before, you know, Julian Phillips just, you know, the, the, the circumstances that went into him kind of his cachet dropping some, it, it, it made sense. But the Bulls may have gotten a diamond in the rough when it comes to Julian Phillips. He gets a face off against Imani Bates. I don't know if they're going to be guarding each other any. Like, I don't expect that. But a, a lot of Bulls fans and a contingent of Bulls fans there do think that the Bulls may be missed by not drafting Imani Bates, a player who can come in and definitely stretch the floor, shoot the three, and seems to be a scorer who's been lighting it up down in G League. But overall, the way I look at it is this. It's nice to have, you know, a game where you have kind of those storylines coming into it. It's still just summer league, right? But to see how Julian Phillips performs 
if he continues to wow, does that shot continue to look legit for him? Those are coming the things we're looking at with uh, Julian Phillips. And Adama Sinago, is he just going to continue playing like a big man, right? Like, his game is a game that you don't see very often in, in nowadays NBA as far as, like, just being the grunt, just going out there and getting it done, getting rebounds, getting putbacks, dunking the ball, finishing around the rim, right? And he has that ability to stretch it out a little bit. His shot release is extremely slow, so I don't know how much we're going to see that even in the G League level, much less the NBA level, but just to see the continued confidence build and to see him rebound, that first summer league game from Adama Sinago was terrible. But he's been nothing but better since then and steadily progressing, so to continue to see it. But the biggest storyline for many Bulls fans, casual or diehard fans, is, is Javon Freeman Liberty. This guy has been the best player all of summer league for the for the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, you know, there's a lot of, of talk now. Does he, should he should he have an actual roster spot, much less a two-way deal or a G League deal like Javon Freeman Liberty? He said it. He came into this summer league wanting to prove that he deserves to be in the NBA. And I tell you what, he's getting damn damn close. And the, the Bulls are going to have to make a decision. As soon as summer league ends, do not be surprised if you see a decision made on Julian, on, on uh, J- Javon Freeman Liberty because the Bulls cannot risk another team coming in and swooping him away, right? Especially if the Bulls do see that potential, especially if the Bulls want that potential here in this system, right? Whether it is a two-way, whether it is a, a, a contract, right, an actual contract, and maybe that depends also on what eventually happens with Io DeSumo, right? If Io does walk, or he, if he takes the qualifying offer, he's going to be here, but if a team does offer him a deal that the Bulls don't match, the Bulls very well could pivot immediately to Javon Freeman Liberty, a, a, a guard who, yeah, does not have the defensive upside at all that Io DeSumo does, but I tell you what, he definitely has the potential to come in and, and score some points for you off the bench. So seeing how those kind of storylines, of course, you know, there's other players like Nate Darling, uh, but I, I think Nate Darling, Henry Drell, they're going to be on the Windy City Bulls next year, at least I hope, unless another team comes in and poaches them, but you know, I, I don't see, like, the NBA upside with them, not right away. Like, I don't see them, you know, coming in and being able to get a two-way deal or anything like that. I know a lot of Bulls fans, especially with Nate Darling, are using the Max Struess label. It's going to be a minute there, y'all. It's going to be a minute. I don't think he's, he's not, uh, not going to take away a two-way contract from Justin Lewis, Adama Sinago, or potentially Javon Freeman Liberty. Now, maybe, maybe Terry Taylor. Maybe. Well, so we'll end up seeing when it comes to that. But, you know, again, I'll be live right after the game. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned in here. We'll be breaking down the Summer League. I've been having a, a lot of fun doing the post-game shows on these Summer League games. It kind of just reminds me what it's going to be like during the regular season. I've been missing interacting with you guys a little bit live. So if you're on the podcast side, make sure you go and hit the, the subscribe button on YouTube as well. Come in, uh, interact with us on the live uh, streams. I haven't been posting them to the podcast feed because it's just Summer League. So if you want that content, you got to come over to the YouTube side. But all right. Let's go ahead and get to the next topic for today. This one is about P. Will. And so the question has arisen, right? You've seen, I've seen articles written on it. And I haven't really talked much about it because kind of in my mind, I have a certain mindset on this. And I, but, I, but I feel like, hey, it is something to talk about. And that is, will, will Patrick Williams even be the starting point guard? Will 33-year-old Tory Craig, I believe he's 33, maybe 32 years old. I may be putting a little bit too much age on the young man. But uh. It, will Tory Craig push for that starting a power forward position? And the reason why this arises, right, is that one thing that the Chicago Bulls did not have most of last season was an identity. We just didn't have it, right? We didn't. We didn't have an edge about us in the starting lineup, especially with Patrick Williams and how passive he can be. We've seen the big games from Patrick Williams. We see what that potential could be for him. But when it all shakes down and when it's all said and done, right, 
ultimately, Torrey Craig offers a lot of the same skill set as Patrick Williams. Now, again, does not have the ceiling at all, right? But you look at the defense, yeah, he can. he's definitely going to be a defender for the Chicago Bulls team. Tough, great point of attack defender. He's going to play tough. He's going to, you know, try to protect the rim as much as he can. He's going to guard threes and fours, maybe even some fives in the league. Torrey Craig is tough defensively. That's one thing you don't have to worry about. He's also going to pro- potentially be able to stretch the floor. Now, I talked about it when we acquired Torrey Craig. He's had one season of quality volume three-point shooting, but he hasn't been a terrible three-point shooter over the course of his career either. So you can't just write him off as like he's just has been bad because he hasn't been a bad three-point shooter. A little bit inconsistent, but last year, 39% from the field from three-point range. You look at the gravity that DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and even Nikola Vucevic has, he's going to get wide-open threes, right? And more than anything else, it's that identity portion of the team. This team needed an identity. This team, so many times, we needed stops. We needed somebody who had a little bit of an edge. Patrick Williams has not shown that. That's the one thing Patrick Williams has not shown a flash of at all in his NBA career yet. So while I do think, and I hope, my hope is that Patrick Williams does not let an over 30-year-old player come in and take away a starting position that he should have, right? That he should want. He should be hungry enough to get. He should have the skill enough to get, right? And hopefully Torrey Craig pushes Patrick Williams, but there is enough there to ask the question. Is Patrick Williams even going to be that starting power forward for the Chicago Bulls? Now, the one thing, I talked a lot about what Torrey Craig can do. Now, Patrick Williams is a much better passer, right? A much better facilitator. We've seen him when he when he gets a chance in that in that uh that point forward role, he's done pretty damn good at it. Now, he hasn't got a lot of chances. Not a lot of things have gone through him. Now, one could say he hasn't earned that either, and that would be fair. But ultimately, as well, you got to start looking at, you know, that Patrick Williams does have that a little bit of that ability, right? We need to see it more often. Absolutely. But he does have that ability as well. Patrick Williams, also a much better three-point shooter than Torrey Craig. Now, per percentage, he was our best three-point shooter uh, last season. So you got to hope with that. And then, of course, the upside. Patrick Williams should be the future. Right. And so when you look at that, I do hope that at the end of the day that Patrick Williams does get that starting position. But do not overlook the ability of Torrey Craig to come in, fill, be that ultimate role player and be able to, to get even maybe more out of it with his aggression, with his prolific defense. Right. And especially when you have a, a big three ish medium three of Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan and experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Nikola Vucevic having hard-nosed defenders out there helps. Now, Patrick Williams is no slouch defensively, right? We, we know so, what, what we have issue with the motor and things like that. But Patrick Williams, the least scored on player in the NBA last year, which was a surprising stat to hear from, from me. But it's not like Patrick Williams is a slouch. Actually, there's a lot of overlap between the positives of Torrey Craig and the positives of, of Patrick Williams. The one thing that may be the deciding factor is all about mentality, mindset, and aggression, right? And that is something that Torrey Craig has right now over a player, and we haven't seen in this much from Patrick Williams, unfortunately. But there is that story, right? As much as I've talked about Javon Carter potentially being the starting point guard, we also have to talk about the chances that Torrey Craig may come in. Now, there could be some benefits as well in Patrick Williams coming off the bench. He can be the first option off the bench. A lot of people have had this mindset and have said, that, said this. I've fought back against this a little bit of, well, Patrick Williams can get more shots if he comes off the bench. He didn't. He got the same amount of shots. As long as Billy Donovan is the coach and refuses to call plays for Patrick Williams, and Patrick Williams also refuses to be more aggressive and assertive in his offense, he's gonna, the shots are the shots. But there is that mindset that, hey, Patrick Williams could be one of the first reserves off the bench, right along with Alice Caruso, Kobe White if he is coming off the bench, and you have a solid bench unit just with those three. That's not even mentioning uh, Andre Drummond him coming off the bench, right? Notice I haven't even mentioned a rookie like Julian Phillips either. So there is something to be said that Patrick Williams can, you know, have a little bit of time to kind of work into that aggression by coming off the bench, being one of the first options off the bench. And that is a valid viewpoint to have on that as well. But ultimately, like I said, I, I, I just hope that Patrick Williams understands that he now, he has dogs behind him. He got Torrey Craig that may be behind or in front of him. Julian Phillips is there. That, that's definitely behind him, at least right now. But that upside is looking brighter and brighter every day. Not Patrick Williams' level upside, but you can't overlook it. Patrick Williams has to come into the season. We heard Mark Eversley talk about how they need Patrick Williams to make a leap. They need that for him, especially for a team that did not make some of the bigger signings that some of the other teams around the Eastern Conference made or moves. You're looking at progression from your young players, and one of the biggest ones that you're looking for that from is Patrick Williams. Is Patrick Williams finally ready to step the hell up and be a little bit more assertive? That's a question that I'm sure the Chicago Bulls are asking themselves, and only Patrick Williams can answer it, but he has to answer it on the court, and I guess we'll see heading into this season. All right, we got two voicemails I want to play before we go off today. The first one is from the 661. Hey, hey, bro, boy, you the, you the hardest man, working man, and, and, and content, man, Chicago Bulls content. Boy, you be working. I'm a longtime Bulls fan, man, that moved to California. I'm from Chicago. But anyway, to get to the point, I just want to uh, talk about what is the story on Orlop Bitum? I ain't heard none from him. He's supposed to be on the Summer League team. Is uh, What's the story with him? Is he is he going to be on the Summer League team or is he going to be on the Windy City Bulls? And my second uh, question is, we 
we need to keep Javon Freeman Liberty. Uh, that guy, man, if he keep going, he'll be better than he. He almost better than Kobe White, man. <laughs> Javon Freeman Liberty. We can use him. They need, the Bulls need to bring him up, and we need to put him on the squad ASAP. Uh, tell me what you and Pat think about that. By Javon Freeman Liberty. Uh, really think about that. Him coming to the Bulls and being on the squad. I'm talking about. Getting a contract, being on the squad. That dude is that good, man. Uh, give me your thoughts, you and Pat. Uh, and y'all keep up the good work, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Erlot Bitsum. Um, here's what I'll say. Um, I, the whole basketball world expects for him to sign with the Chicago Bulls. If you go to this guy's Wikipedia page, the, the one of the first two lines is a shooting guard slash small forward for the Chicago Bulls and Windy City Bulls, right? Now, that initial rumor that came out um, that every Bulls pundit reported on was that, you know, the Bulls had offered him a two-way deal. Now, kind of my thought process behind it is maybe, just maybe, the Bulls look at it, and one of the reasons why we haven't heard anything, maybe that disabled player exception may be used to acquire Erlot Bitsum. Not saying he's going to get all of it of the, the full $10 million, but maybe the Bulls look at it and say, no, this is a guy who absolutely is ready to contribute, For, on the, especially offensively and defensively, especially what you having questions around Dalen Terry's shot and stuff like that. He may work, have worked himself in, or he may have earned himself a actual NBA roster spot, especially when you look at kind of the cachet that he has over in Europe, right? He just got his rumor of, a, of him being offered in the transfer portal to go over to another European team now. So maybe there's some pressure there as far as giving him an actual deal. But hey, we don't know. I'm not even going to front on you. There, it's been that initial rumor, um, the fact that the, the Bulls had quote unquote offered him a deal, he hadn't signed it, but. We haven't heard not a damn thing since then. Now, I do want to compare it to Vasile Mishik, right? Last offseason, there was heavy rumors that he was coming over to the NBA. Now, it ended up being this offseason that he ended up coming. Maybe or, uh, there's a full possibility that that Bitsum may be the same thing. Those rumors started this summer. Maybe we don't see him until next year, which he's still, what, 24, 25 years old. So he'll still come over with more than enough time to shine. But ultimately... Um, yeah, I, 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 there's been nothing, nothing. So, hey, like I said, a lot of things may be hinging on that disabled player exception, but we just don't know quite yet. Now, as far as Javon Freeman Liberty needing a roster spot, um, we're guard heavy now. Um, so it really depends on what other moves that AK feels like he can make. I, I like there's the slow movement overall right now in the offseason because of the Dame thing, because we're just in that law period of the offseason as well. But leading into training camp, we're going to get a lot of deals. And so, you know, Javon Freeman Liberty, I just hope that the Bulls keep him in this system. Like, the, the, the potential that he's displayed, I want to see that stay in the Chicago Bulls system. And hopefully it does, man. But, hey, listen, the sky's the limit for him. I'm not ready to say he's better than Io or anything like that. I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to say that. But I will say this. He's, he's done enough to show that he deserves a chance to develop at this team. And this team will be doing themselves, the fans, and Javon Freeman Liberty a disservice if they don't allow that as well. That's kind of my thought process. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. Look, I know you've gotten a lot of the voicemails about it, or you may not have. I can't remember. And I know you've, you've said no to this guy in the past, but I think we should pick up Jermichael Green. Now, look, I know he's not the end-all, be-all, but let's think about it. We don't really have that much backup in our court deficit and then too there's a good chance that Billy Donovan may not trust Andre Drummond and Jamal Green could play some backup power forward spot for us 
just in case if Phillips is not ready or just in case we need some shooting or we want to go really, really small. But let's think about it. I don't think you want to trust Justin Phillips or Patrick Williams to play center, which Javante, which Jermichael Green can do. Now, look, I'm not saying that he's the most greatest pick, but let me tell you something. After playing on the championship winning team, it does something to you. And, and, and my Chicago playing, it hit different. Look, I'm not saying he's perfect, but he could be what we need in terms of shooting. And then for some good insurance policy, just in case one of our big men go down. And he could definitely help us in the playoffs. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Shay bringing up Jamichael Green. Now, I, I will say this. A lot of what Shay said is absolute facts. When you look at just the role that he's played in his career, only averaging 7.7 points per game, but he's done so with 20 minutes per game, 44% shooting from the field, 36% for his career from three-point range. He's also averaged about an assist per game, five and a half rebounds per game, and a half a block per game and a half a steal per game. Jermichael Green, as a veteran acquisition for the Chicago Bulls, could come at a position of need, could definitely play small ball center. But the biggest question I have there is, is that not kind of what we see, want to see from Julian Phillips, right? And I know Billy Donovan does not like developing. We have not seen very much development from Billy from players under Billy Donovan, and he may very well want a veteran there instead. But, like, I just hope that we're starting to cultivate our young talent. And when you look at Adama Sinago, Julian Phillips, like, yes, Adama Sinago's on a two-way contract, but just ultimately I do hope that, you know, Julian Phillips is given an opportunity, and if you bring in somebody like Jermichael Green, who is probably still going to be there going into the season. You know, like I said, I'm not, I can't be mad at the acquisition, especially at what we, we, we would be bringing him in for. We'd be bringing him in as a back of the end of the bench player that we can, that as a veteran that can be relied on, and that he probably won't get more than the veteran minimum. So, yeah, absolutely. I can't be mad at the acquisition of Jermichael Green. I actually think that would be a smart deal for, from the Chicago Bulls. But you have to ask yourself this the Bulls are waiting on something. We don't know what that is, but if they were going to fill out the rest of the roster, the two open roster spots with vet minimum guys, they could have been done that. The Bulls are waiting on something. What that is, hopefully you find out soon, but we need that disabled player exception to be approved to be able to know that because it still has not been approved. So we'll end up seeing what that means, man. But thank you for the voicemail, Shay. That's my time for today, guys. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.